This episode of Beethoven on Friday was prepared for release on May 7th, 2021. My name is Terry Noel Tao, and this ostensibly is Beethoven on Friday. I say ostensibly because May 7th is not only the anniversary of the births of two of the great composers of the 19th century, but also, and for me personally, more importantly, it is the centenary of the birth of the great Thomas L. Clear II, who was born May 6th, 1921. Tom was a close friend and a mentor, and in a way, I was a surrogate son. I helped to look after Tom in his waning years. He died on January 12, 2005. He had one of the most amazing collections of 78 RPM records in the world. Astonishing rarities, and as a result, on this broadcast, I will focus on May 6th rather than May 7th, although the great composers born on May 7th, both will be well represented. Tom, as I said, had an extraordinary collection and it included unique items, one of which was what was then thought to be the only existing copy of Wilhelm Mengelberg's account of the concerto in D minor for two violins, BWV 1043 by Johann Sebastian Bach. This recording was the second of the two recordings that Mengelberg made for the Decca label. The other is a recording of the Ouverture to Christoph Willibald Ritter von Gluck's opera Alceste. That disc, strangely enough, is amongst the most common of the Willem Mengelberg recordings and, as a 78, among the easiest to find. Not so with the Bach, which features as the violinists, the concertmaster, the Amsterdam Concertgebouw Orchestre, Louis Zimmermann, and the 
principal second violinist, Ferdinand Hallmann. As I said, the orchestra or the strings of the Amsterdam Concertgebouw Orchestra, to be precise, are conducted by Philip Mengelberg. Precisely what kind of an instrument is masquerading as the harpsichord playing the continuo is unclear. Thank you. 
Johann Sebastian Bach, the concerto in D minor for two violins, strings and continuo, BWV 1043, recording made in the autumn of 1935 by the Amsterdam Concertgebouw Orchestra under the direction of Willem Mengelberg. The violinists were Louis Zimmermann and Ferdinand Hellmann. The continuo realization, and boy is it freewheeling and anachronistic, was, I think, recorded on a doctored piano. Tom Clear, who would have been a hundred years old on May 6th, 2021, was very gracious in making what was then thought to be the only existing copy of that recording. Another has subsequently turned up available for a pearl transfer that I made in cooperation with the astonishing audio restoration engineer and Mengelberg aficionado Seth B. Winner of Seth B. Winner Sound Studios, Inc. Tom was also a major Mengelberg aficionado. And I don't think anyone has ever expressed the importance of this legendary conductor more effectively than Tom. No other conductor has had as much impact on the culture of our time or raised the art of orchestral performance to as high a level. Because Tom was such a Mengelberg fan, I'd like to share another Mengelberg performance with you today. Villa Mengelberg's extraordinary recording of the Symphony Number no. 3 in E-flat major, Opus 55, the so-called Heroica Symphony. This particular performance was recorded in Carnegie Hall in New York City in 1930, on January 4th and January 9th, 1930, to be precise. It is one of the few recordings in which all of the repeats in the Eroica are observed, and even Mengelberg himself did not necessarily take them. The recording that we have of a live performance from Amsterdam in 1940, for instance, omits the first movement repeat. So, here, the Philharmonic Symphony Orchestra of New York 
conducted by Willem Mengelberg in the Symphony Number no. 3 in E-flat, Opus 55, The Eroica, by Ludwig van Beethoven. <laughs>
in Carnegie Hall in New York City on January 4th and January 9th, 1930. Ludwig van Beethoven, the Symphony No. 3 in E-flat, Opus 55, the Eroica Symphony. The Philharmonic Symphony Orchestra of New York was conducted by Villa Mengelberg, who, in that recording observes the repeats in the first and fourth movements, a highly unusual practice. One of the few conductors who did so in those days, and even he wasn't consistent. In his 1940 concert recording, for example, he omits the repeats. Willem Mengelberg was a favorite conductor of Thomas L. Clear II, Tom Clear, the legendary record collector, who was a close friend and mentor of mine. And he would have been a hundred years old yesterday. He was born on May 6, 1921. It was quite a life. He had a distinguished career in the Navy. He was a naval engineer. And he was in the engine room of the Intrepid on the notorious day when the Japanese kamikaze planes attacked the Intrepid. I once asked Tom about it. And he said, Terry, I was in the engine room. I knew all hell was breaking loose topside.
but I didn't know what. Had I known, I would have been scared, bleepless. You can fill in the blank appropriately, I'm sure. Tom Clear did what he personally could do to ensure that the artistry of the Wisconsin-born violinist Guila Bustabo, who started out as a child prodigy, would not be forgotten. Her career was forever damaged by the fact that she and her mother were trapped in Central Europe during World War II. And in order to survive, she had to sing for her supper. And this was always held against her unfairly. Judged without knowledge of the peculiar history, Guila Bustabo has to be ranked as one of the greatest violinists of the 20th century. One of the people who felt that way was the composer Jean Sibelius. In Finland, Gustavo had one of the most magical experiences of her career when she played the Sibelius Concerto for the composer. Jean Sibelius pronounced, This is the way in which I intended my concerto to be played. In his house, Sibelius hung a portrait of Guila Bustabo playing the violin in tribute to that evening. The Sibelius Concerto was recorded by Bustabo with Fritz Zaun and the Berlin State Opera Orchestra. It was recorded under trying circumstances at the beginning of World War II. Nonetheless, it remains a stirring and mysterious account of this glorious concerto. Jean Sibelius, the violin concerto in D minor, opus 47. Guila Bustabo, violin, the Berlin State Orchestra, conducted by Fritz Zaun. This transfer is the one that Tom Clear paid to have made for the 2LP privately issued anthology of all of Guila Bustabo's commercial recordings.
recorded in Berlin, Germany, in 1941. The unjustly neglected and forgotten United States violinist Guila Bustabo. She was accompanied by the Berlin State Orchestra conducted by Fritz Zaun in that amazing performance of the Violin Concerto in D minor, Opus 47, by Jean Sibelius. As I said, Willa Bustabo was one of the artists whom Tom Clear, who would have been a hundred yesterday, he was born on May 6, 1921, revered the most, and he made it one of his projects to assure that her legacy was preserved and passed on to future generations. And the transfer from the original 78s that you have just heard was prepared using Tom's LP reissue of the 78s from 1974. Digitized, of course, with some cleanup, but basically what you heard is what Tom wanted us to hear and how he wanted us to hear it. Before I leave Guila Bustabo, my own personal favorite. Her recording, made in London in 1935, of Fritz Kreisler's Preludium and Allegro, in the style, allegedly, of Gaetano Pugnani. Miss Bustabo is partnered by the great Gerald Moore.
there is a performance of the Preludium and Allegro, quote, in the style of Gaetano Pugnani, unquote, by Fritz Kreisler, that is more exciting than that one. I have yet to hear it. The grossly neglected, the unjustly forgotten, United Statesian violinist Guilla Bustabo. The preservation of her legacy and the dissemination of it was one of the projects undertaken by the great record collector Thomas L. Clear II, Tom Clear, my dear friend and mentor, who was born a hundred years ago yesterday on May 6th, 1921. Tom Clear was an avid fan of the legendary string quartet, the Flonzale Quartet. And it was he who introduced me to this next scintillating performance. And it is appropriate to play it today May 7th, 2021, on the anniversary of the birth of the composer Johannes Brahms, May 7th, 1833. Here, the Flonzale Quartet, whose members in 1925, when this recording was made on December 21st and December 23rd, were Adolfo Betty and Alfred Pochon, violins, Nicholas Moldavan, viola, and Yvon D'Archambault, cello. They are joined by the astonishing pianist Harold Bauer in a performance of Johannes Brahms's piano quintet in F minor, opus 35, that will knock your socks off. Thank you. 
recorded on December 21st and December 23rd, 1925. Harold Bauer at the piano, the Flonzale Quartet, made up of Adolfo Betti and Alfred Pochon, violins, Nicolas Moldavan, viola, and Yvonne D'Archambault, cello. Johannes Brahms, the piano quintet in F minor, opus 34, offered to you this day, May 7th, 2021, in honor of the anniversary of the birth of Johannes Brahms on May 3rd, 1833. That performance was the favorite performance of the work for Thomas L. Clear II, the great Tom Clear, the legendary record collector, who was born on May 6th, 1921. 